Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey friend. Okay. I'm so glad you're here. We're talking about motivation versus discipline today. Here's the thing. The average person thinks that the completion of their work or what they set out to do, their goal, depends on motivation. You know, they have to be in a good mood for doing it and then they will do it quickly. This is the main mistake. This is the lie that we tell ourselves. We're going to get into all the nitty-gritty details and all the truth bombs that are just going to make you rethink this whole thing and just finally be able to decide that how you feel is irrelevant to getting the job done. You know, motivation is limbic. It's really our emotional center. This is what makes our like versus dislike decisions for us. However, discipline... Now that is about your neocortex. It's the human level of the brain or our logical center, you may know it as, that makes our rational decisions. So trying to motivate yourself is doomed for failure in advance. Let me give you an example. If somebody told you that if you did not change your lifestyle, that you were likely going to die of a heart attack within the next two years, most people would immediately start to make changes. They would start to change their lifestyle. They'd probably start to eat better. They'd kind of go into like panic mode. But the good news is, is that once they develop the discipline, even if the threat had worn off, like even if they had lost a ton of weight and they were looking great, their numbers were down, even when the threat is off, they're so used to developing that discipline and those habits. Discipline would work kind of like a perpetual motion machine Because you're not operating for motivation anymore. You're not operating when you feel like it. You're operating on a commitment. And that commitment is what you said you were going to do long after the emotion that you set it in has left. So we have to start looking at discipline as something that gives us more freedom in life. It's built-in habits. It's starting small to teach your brain to cope with childlike emotions in the limbic system, whereas our motivation really just is purely inspiring us to make the change, but then we have to decide. So let's get into what psychologists say about this because, you know, your girl always loves getting into this stuff, like the nitty gritty. So we're actually motivated in two different ways. There's intrinsic, which obviously is from the inside. That's how we engage in something when we feel and find that it's personally rewarding. It hits our values, you know, they actually find that people are more invested in the process rather than the reward itself. So those are people that enjoy the challenge, enjoy the journey. They love how a workout makes them feel. They love the endorphins. They like having healthy meals because they enjoy cooking, or they like building a business 
because today they could do something that maybe they didn't do yesterday or there's constant opportunity for improvement. The people that have these stronger motivations in this category that are intrinsic maintain healthier changes for more of the long run than if they are extrinsic, which is from the outside. So those are people that are motivated to earn a reward. A lot of times, it's actually people that are trying to avoid punishment. So let's talk examples of that would be like, you don't want to get reprimanded at work. So that's why you're motivated to get something done. Or you want to get a bonus at work. So you are motivated to up your activity. Maybe it's a monetary bonus. Maybe um, you want to look better in your clothes. So that's why you're working out. Or you're going to need discipline and intrinsic motivation together to achieve what you set out to do. It's just plain and simple. You need the routine. You need to schedule things in and give yourself the best likelihood of success. And I know that they say like 21 days to create a habit, but honestly, if you really look at what psychologists say, it truly takes 66 days on average to form a new automatic habit. You know, I I remember specifically really getting into fitness and I loved the way that my body looked and maybe that was the motivation that got me going in the beginning because I just wanted to look better. I wanted to look great in my clothes. I wanted to have this definition without even having to do anything and and I wanted my legs to look good in, in all the amazing heels that I wear during quarantine. Now, but I remember when I was doing that and People would say to me like, oh gosh, I can't work out like that every day and wake up early um, because I would go to workouts at like 7 a.m. And I had an accountability buddy. My mom and I would work out together and we'd meet a trainer at 7 a.m. And you know what? If I wasn't meeting someone, I don't know if I would go because like nobody was telling me I was going to die if I didn't go. I was there because I wanted to tone and I wanted to look better. So because it was not very deep... I would not stay committed. And even during COVID, I really struggled with a lot of seasonal depression of there's nothing to look forward to. I'm not leaving the house. And I stopped going to the gym I was going to because it closed down um, in the beginning. But then as it was opening back up, I was so fearful about going back and I would convince myself that it was just because I didn't want to wear the mask to work out. And I think that that was part of it. But it's just crazy how we tell ourselves so many lies. You get to the point where I was overworking, I'm trying to survive quarantine and a a global pandemic, and I'm not doing some of the things that are tried and true for me in order to build endorphins and feel good from the inside out. And so you need both. You know, people would ask me all the time, like, oh, I can't get up at 7 a.m. and work out, or I can't get up at 5 a.m. and work out. And it really isn't that you can't, it's just that you're unwilling to. So we have to start telling ourselves the truth. Is it something that we actually can't do or is it something that we are unwilling to do? And you know what? If we're unwilling to do it, that's cool too. Like maybe it's not even a goal of yours, but then don't talk about it and complain. (laughs) I talk about that a lot, but we need to form these new automatic habits. You know, you don't feel like working out probably 90% of the time. That motivation is good for a whole 15 minutes. You're like, I'm feeling motivated today. I got to get out there. I got to do this. Or maybe you wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm so motivated to build my business today. I'm so excited. I had an amazing training last night. I'm rearing to go. And then that motivation, again, is good for about 15 minutes. And then you see that it just never seems to hold you in that place where you're really building any kind of momentum. So how do you discipline yourself? You know, if you think that you don't have control over claiming a course correction, 
I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You have to decide that you care about it enough that nothing will get in your way. And you know what those things are to you. So don't ever get stuck in a place where if it's not important to you, if it's not a priority, just say that it's not a priority. Stop lying to yourself and lying to others and just making excuse after excuse as to why you can't course correct and figure out a way to make your dreams a reality. You need to figure out how much sleep you need, how much time you need in the morning to make it a good day to start your day. You know, the soft pillow is the biggest challenge. The soft pillow is suffocating your dreams. The snooze button should be called the dream killer. And it sounds kind of dramatic, but truthfully, you gotta get out of bed. People waste so much time on things that are not adding value to their life. You know, we have way too much TV, too much social media. We say that we need these things in order to kind of just level out and use it as great coping for just chilling out at the end of the day. Maybe work was stressful. Maybe your family's in your ear and you just have a lot going on. And I think that that is true for so many people. Maybe there's people that are trying to discipline you or maybe you have a coach that is trying to inspire you. They can inspire you all day long, but the discipline in actually achieving something, that's your job. But if you don't want to deal with that um, someone is opposing discipline on you factor, then you have to anticipate what people are going to ask and the work that is going to have to be done, whether it's work with a coach, a workout, whatever. And you have to figure out a way to rise to the occasion in that so that you can have it done before they ask you right? So whether it's like dishes, like if you don't want your husband or your wife yelling at you about dishes in the sink, like you got to figure out a way to tackle that. If it's a work goal, if it's somebody that's coaching you, you know, we're lying to ourselves if we are saying that we don't know what's going to make our life better. You know what's going to make your life better. And you also know what's going to make your life worse. If you wrote down the things that you knew you should do tomorrow, And you actually did them for one day. And then you said, I'm going to make this a habit of doing this every day. Now, are you going to fail? Absolutely. Are you going to totally like fall on your face? There's going to be so many days where it's just like one of those case of the Mondays. Or something piles onto your schedule that you weren't planning. Are there going to be those days? Absolutely. But you've got to learn how to do it for one day. And then now do it for another three days. Three days becomes three months. Three months becomes three years. And one day you turn around and you realize that your life became better. But you got to move. You know, that that in-between time of, should I snooze the alarm? Or, oh gosh, I know I should work on my business, but I'm going to go sit on the couch because I'm just really tired. It's because we make so many decisions in a day and then when we get to the end of the day and we're maybe supposed to be working on our dreams outside of our nine to five, we just think that they're just going to come together by chance. That over time, we're going to have this massive success when really we're not putting in the massive work. So Jocko Willink, he's a retired Navy SEAL commander. He's a New York Times bestseller of books such as Extreme Ownership, How Navy Seals Lead and Win, and the book Discipline Equals Freedom. And so I am kind of pulling some really great stuff from um, some of his books. He talks about the whole idea of you have to be able to make a decision to know what you were supposed to do and actually follow through and do it 30 minutes a day. Like if you don't have 30 minutes a day and you can't take something in your life 
There's no way that you could tell me that there's not something in your life that you could delegate, take off your plate, ask for help, or move it, or it's just something that is not adding value. It's a waste of time. And if you can't make time for 30 minutes to an hour a day, truly you don't have a life. You know, people take this easy path of comfort, and it's the path of misery. It's a path where we can waste time, we can waste money, and you're really a slave to it. There's no freedom. If I were to ask you right now, what do you need to do to achieve your goals for weight loss? You probably could tell me. It's not rocket science. But you become a slave to those paths of comfort because it's all you know. And so how do you create new pathways? I want you to think about something as simple as a thermostat in a home. And its job is to regulate the temperature that it is set to. So perfect example, it's cold in the house, it's going to pop on the heat to reflect and get it back to the temperature that it was set to. Same thing goes for if it's too hot in the house, it's going to pop on that air conditioning. And it only is really regulating to stay within that temperature that it is set to. You got to think of yourself as the same way. You have a particular temperature that you are set to, and it is comfortable. But that comfortable path leads to wasted time, wasted money, and you become a slave with no freedom to actually follow through on all the things that you want in life. So here's how I look at this. You know, we have to figure out ways to raise our temperature, to reset the default temperature that we are set to. And honestly, this is a byproduct of the situations we've been in and the life and the cards that we've been dealt. And so we need to reset it. And we might not even actually know that we're so comfortable at this particular temperature. But here's how I deal with this. I surround myself with people who are at my same temperature or above. If you want to be a more fit person, you've got to hang out with people who make that a priority based on their commitment. And same goes for your businesses you're trying to grow. So I look at this and say, everything that I don't like, that I don't like to do, that maybe I'm afraid to do, or anything that I could be dreading, but I know that I should do, because deep down I know what I should do, there's just a reason why I'm clearly not doing it. So you have to have a conscious thought about that and do it anyway. The commitment has to outweigh that temptation. You have to take temptations completely out of your path. Like for me, I can't even have sweets in the house. I just can't because I'm not one of those people that can just like be like, oh, I'm gonna have one piece of chocolate. Like, no, I'll eat 15. I have to go out of my way to eat the things that I know I do not have proper self-control to handle, right? And I can treat myself and feel great about it, but I limit the temptation. I have to know myself that way. I thought that during the pandemic, I could just go on walks and, oh, I'll work out at home using my laptop and I'll just use an app. And it was really the community for me. And so you know what? If I have to pay to get healthy and stay to my health goals and stay committed and disciplined, I need to put systems in place that allow me to do that with more ease, not to be comfortable, but to be in a place where I can fall into those new systems and patterns and habits with a lot more confidence. There's less temptation. I actually had to sign up for a spin class three days a week when I was in college, and it was at 7 a.m., and I had to literally sign up. I did not need credit for gym or anything like that, but I signed up for three spin classes that I was going to be graded on, like pass or fail, 
That's what I had to do in order to stay disciplined. I had to put those things in place because I'm like, I am not going to get a bad grade. I'm not going to fail. And that is literally the only way that I will go. If I'm trying to go to the gym or work on my business, I had to have a power buddy. I had to give myself reasons why I had to do it. Even if it was just for 15 minutes, if I didn't feel like it, you know that example too, like, you know, you should do something and it's so easy to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Just work on it for five minutes, 30 minutes. Anything is better than nothing. Everything that you don't like, you need to just make a conscious thought surrounding it and you need to do it anyway because you know you should. That commitment, like I said, has to outweigh the temptation. You can lean into anything that you feel that way about, knowing that it will grow you and take you to where you want to be. It's going to take emotion and logic. You're going to see these two play out in anything that someone has to dig really deep on. You know, your logic is saying that you have had enough. Like maybe, again, you're going back to that workout. I've had enough. My muscles are fatigued. But your emotion needs to take over in those instances and vice versa. Can I do one more? You know, I went back to the gym today for the first time in a year. And I'm a super healthy person. Like I would say 90% of the time, healthy, health goddess, 10% cookie dough or ice cream, okay? So I went back for the first time today. That workout was hard. Thanks a lot, Melina, actually, by the way, for that workout. (laughs) That workout was really hard for me. You know when it wasn't as hard? When I actually was committed and disciplined to doing the work and showing up regularly and consistently. It was a lot easier to be in a pattern of those habits than it was to go today and be in a ton of pain. And I had to push myself through every single moment of the workout. I had to talk to myself. And instead of saying things like, I'm tired, I'm going to give up, I had to say things to myself like, wow, I'm so strong. I can do one more. Okay, I can do five more. Let's see if I can do one more. Okay, I did that. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I'm strong. I can do this. I had to talk myself through it and give myself a pep talk because even if I felt like I couldn't do five, could I do three? Could I do one? Could I make any sort of progress? So you have to make that switch and listen to the one that says that you can keep going. It's not easy in the moment, you guys. Discipline is going to get activated when you decide. But how do you know when you're lying to yourself and making excuses? Like the biggest excuse we tell ourselves is that I have no idea. Like what, I don't know what I should be doing right now. Or I don't know. You know. Motivation is, hey, I'm feeling great. I'm going to do this workout or knock out this project or I'm going to spend time investing in my business. But tomorrow you won't be motivated. So then what are you going to do? You have to maintain that discipline because motivation is good for that 15 minutes. But maintaining the discipline is good permanently. One of the biggest challenges in this is just getting started. It's getting out of bed. It's writing one sentence. It's calling one person. But then once we actually get going and doing it, that's where the momentum can build because now we are increasing our confidence in that skill set and we see ourselves making progress. If for you it is getting going in the morning and actually getting out of bed, there's actually an app that's called Alarmy. And it's actually an app that makes you do different challenges and scan different things in your home so that the alarm will turn off. So check that out if you need a little bit of assistance there. You got to set yourself up to figure out what it will take so that you won't give up on yourself. Again, I'm going to use examples of like working out. If I'm working out in the morning, sometimes I have to sleep in my workout clothes. Sometimes I have to pay someone or sign up where there's going to be a grade involved. 
Or have an accountability buddy and say, I will be there, rain or shine. I will not cancel. I will be there at 7 a.m. Let's go together. Maybe you have to put your fat picture up on your phone to motivate you. Straight up. I gained like 40 pounds in college because I was addicted to the soft serve ice cream machine that was free or part of my meal plan. And I went all out pretty much enjoying that. I remember coming home for Christmas. My mom was like, well, let's, uh, let's go shopping. Mostly because she didn't want to say nothing fits, like none of my clothes fit. You guys, I had to decide. I literally took a picture of my quote-unquote overweight, me not feeling great about myself. Now again, I hate to use the words fat or overweight or whatever, but the bottom line is I didn't feel like me, I didn't feel confident, and I didn't feel healthy or like I had any energy. I was 40 pounds overweight for me, which might be harder to tell because I'm a very tall person and usually pretty slim and athletic, but... You know, I had to take literally a picture of me in a bathing suit in my current body and I had to put that on the fridge and I also made it as the background of my phone because sometimes, again, it's the opposite effect. Sometimes it's not the picture of you in the bikini on the fridge that does it for you, right? Because you can look at that and be, and then look at your actual body and be like, well, these two don't line up. That escalated quickly. So sometimes you have to take things that might be negative motivators in a sense, and sometimes they are more motivating, but it is a series of wins of making small daily deposits of that discipline. So again, I have to do a lot of positive reinforcement. If I'm working on a big goal, I have to block it out and say, I'm going to do a 30-minute timer. I'm going to work on this particular project. And once I do this action, it's not necessarily based on result. It's based on the action and the trial and error. Like it's the attempts okay, I'm going to call 25 people and do customer service calls. Once I've called 25 people, I can get off the phone and then I can go get a Starbucks and then I get back to work for the next 30 minutes to an hour. Like you have to know those positive things that are going to reinforce those levels of discipline as you're trying to put those in place. You know, when you have a problem or issue that's negative or something bad happens, just say, great, this is a chance to improve myself. And Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reframe it. I'm going to address it. I'm going to get it solved. I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to figure out how to make it never happen again. If it tries to drag you down, you have to relish in those opportunities and just get after it. You have to decide that where you are right now is not where you're staying. Take ownership of your life and the actions that are required in order for you to get from point A to point B. You've got to take that upon yourself and figure out, how do I discipline if I really want this? If you were to ask me, what is the secret to success? I would tell you, it's starting before you're ready. It is getting out there and just doing the small steps like we talked about. Ready is a lie. You don't become incredible at something by studying. You become incredible By getting experience, stop thinking that the clarity is just going to come to you while you're standing still. If I could just sum up the 10 years that I've been in business, it's that I said yes to things and then figured them out later. Like I didn't have to know all the answers. I said yes to becoming an entrepreneur. I didn't have to overcome all my own objections. I just said yes and I trusted myself enough that I knew I had what it took to figure it out. You got to start trusting yourself. There's no one secret to success or one way to get there. You have to decide what that is going to be for you. 
if you are listening to this right now, I believe that it is because you are supposed to be here. So I will say this to you. Stop researching. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop thinking that you need more qualifications, another master's degree. Just stop and just say yes and just get some level of movement towards something that you are passionate about, that you've maybe been putting off, or you know deep down that you are actually a little bit afraid of success. If you believe that you could fail doing it and that's why you're afraid, then it means that you have the equal belief that you could succeed. I hope that you got a lot of nuggets out of this short mini talk today. Once again, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I will step off my soapbox now. I know this is a message that I needed personally, and I just can't help but think that maybe you did too. So if this resonated with you, I would love for you to pop over to our Instagram, Courage Queen Pod, and share a little bit about what stood out to you. Maybe share this episode. But without a doubt, start small. Start today. Stop making excuses and stop hiding in the shadows thinking that you need to do more, that you need to know more, and that you need to research more. Gosh, if there's anything I've learned, it's that. I'll talk to you guys next time. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.